Welcome to Audio Gyan with Kedar Nimkar, a podcast that documents insightful conversations with Indian designers, artists, musicians, writers, thinkers, and creatives of all types. Catch us on iTunes or visit audiogyan.com for more Gyan sessions. Here's your host, Kedar Nimkar. Today, I have Meeti Desai with us on Audio Gyan. Meeti is a founder and creative head at Meeti Design Lab. She is a designer, Indian classical dancer, and educator. Meeti finds that classical dance, uh, the Indian classical dance, has introduced her to traditional design, culture, and aesthetics, which are the key players in her design practice. She studied applied arts in Mumbai. After which, she went to US to study design. She is an executive trustee of Shakti Yoga Shrama Gurukulam near Lonavala, Mumbai. Her main body of work stems in these three areas and has been like really nicely documented on her website. meetidesignlab.com i believe she is an ideal candidate for audiogan as uh, she technically touches all the three areas which audiogan documents uh, so i am really honored and privileged to have you meeti uh, today thanks for giving us your time and welcome to the show thank you very much kedar my pleasure yeah uh, so we'll be uh, discussing uh, obviously all the three areas of your work but uh, it's more towards the intersection of design art and philosophy in general so i will start off with uh, understanding your background and slightly knowing uh, that where do you see design meeting dance uh, or vice versa and like what's the philosophy behind it oh uh, well uh, design meeting dance you know that is actually uh, to be very honest a more uh, particular proposition versus a universal one and what i mean by that is that uh, it's just happened to be as i went along in my journey mm-hmm. that design and dance happened and it they kind of came together for me mm. so i don't know if there is something very universal in the sense that uh, uh, design and dance really meet for me they meet for mm-hmm. me that is a very integral experience because my journey into dance actually started from design oh, and okay. uh, there's a story behind it which uh, i can share really briefly with you that uh, uh, i originally trained in applied art in design mm-hmm. undergraduate in mumbai and once i graduated i like everyone else just took up a job mm. in one one of the finest design studios at that point and uh, it was just a matter of one day that i went into work and my first day of job my first job ever and i it just dawned on me that I, that what i'm creating they are paying me a salary for so i'm getting money for it mm-hmm. what the company creates for the client mm-hmm. the client is paying the company uh, company for Correct. it so there yeah. is a financial transaction there mm-hmm. and then the client takes the creative work and goes out into the public sphere the market and they are promoting projecting selling their products Correct. and they are earning money out of it mm-hmm. and it just occurred to me that you know this is a completely all in all financial transaction <laughs> and i can't be doing this for the rest of my life <laughs> of course i'm saying it very easily right now but it was more very traumatizing at that point uh-huh. uh, and i just wept and wept and came home and told my parents that i don't think i can do this for the rest of my life and mm-hmm. so my parents were quite sh- clueless at that point and they said what do you want to get into a ngo work or what do you want to do i had no answers and mm-hmm. i just said i just can't do it and mm-hmm. very soon in about 2 weeks i quit that job mm-hmm. and ever since i've never really done a job anywhere wow. and uh, but the search had not 
I had not found the mm-hmm. answer. Mm-hmm. And as an escape, I just said, oh, maybe I should just study further abroad. Mm-hmm. Like that was obviously the next obvious thing. And I looked up in university and I found a very lovely small design school called Portfolio Center. And I got an admission and I went there to study. And a week into that course... I realize that everything that I'm creating here is all outside me. Like I'll end up designing a book, a brochure, an installation. It's all outside. Mm -hmm. I just had a strong feeling that I want to experience design in my body. Mm -hmm. I want to design with my body. I want to engage with holistic design. And that Mm -hmm. was a term that I'm still trying to deconstruct. That's a term. What is holistic design? Mm -hmm. But it just came to me that, you know, how do I really internalized design Mm -hmm. and design with my body and I went to my dean telling him that I'm quitting this course I'm going back to India a week down in the USA saying that I need to engage with design more physically I want to design with my body and while I was talking to him it just came out that I think I just need to dance Mm -hmm. because that is designing with your body and exploring with your body and you know creating movement with the body and Mm. So actually dance happened to me much later and dance came through me through an experience of wanting to go deeper into design of my body. I came into dance. So my experience of design and dance is actually they are like two sides of a coin and they are like two different dimensions through which I express and engage and explore creativity. Yeah. Mm. That's brilliant. I was not aware of it. I mean, I read through the few of your articles where uh, I knew that you went to US and uh, th- that was the turning point. And then dance happened was something new to me as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah I came into dance through design. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So yeah, we'll be like, uh, the next few questions are mainly to understand a few things which are more uh, at, at an abstract level. So uh, mm-hmm. like, this is one of my observations because I also slightly come from a classical school of thought. Okay. Uh, so why is classical anything for that matter, like uh, song, music, uh, or dance for that matter, uh, has to be so much disciplined? Well, that's a very, uh, uh, very potent question. You know, so first, what do we really mean by the term discipline? That's something that really needs to be explored because uh, discipline is looked on as very often as something that is uh, authoritative authoritative or, you know, very dogmatic Mm -hmm. or, you know, very restricting. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would not use, I can use the word discipline, but to me, discipline is that which requires awareness, Mm -hmm. that which requires integration, that which requires focus, and that which requires an inward eye Mm -hmm. into what you do. Mm -hmm. And whenever you have these, then there will be a certain grip or there'll be a certain slowing down, Mm -hmm. which is actually discipline. And all the forms, all the classical forms are about that, Mm -hmm. that it is about, it is a value, like classical is more like a value, which, which is about going deep, it is about finding a core or finding a center. Hmm. And something like that cannot be achieved by just uh, without awareness. Mm-hmm. So, like, so for me, discipline is awareness. Hmm. And yeah, so definitely all the, why do the forms have discipline? Because all the forms are somewhere uh guiding you or taking you towards a point of awareness a point of integration 
and any kind of form of integration assimilation cannot happen without focus mm-hmm. and to me that is discipline so yeah i'm sorry i don't know if i have answered your question directly yeah i mean uh, what you're saying uh, connects at a much more philosophical or a abstract level but for a layman if you have to slightly uh, make them understand that whenever uh, you go to a classical a school of thought kind of a guru shishya style mm-hmm. then disciplined is more towards uh, just uh, completely surrendering to the guru and then uh, following or like just copying what the uh, the guru has told you and then having a discipline in your routine which is at a very trivial level but still there are certain things which have to be followed to achieve this kind of abstraction right yes so you know the there is a very um, so yeah discipline is so a certain kind of rigor is there and it's not mm. about also blindly following what your guru says you are basically dedicating yourself to the art mm. and the arts demand that energy that focus from you and in order to give the art that energy and focus in your from starting from your day to day life from the point you wake up to you sleep to what you eat to how you engage there has to be a certain rhythm that you have to set otherwise you cannot uh engage with these arts because they require mm. that much focus they require that much concentration they require that much time you know mm-hmm. because time is very stretched in the classical expanse mm-hmm. because time frames are not about uh, uh one month two month workshops two years three years four years the time frames are seven seven year uh uh chunks you mm-hmm. know so one stage of training in 7 years the other stage in another 7 and 7 and 7 it's a lifetime journey mm-hmm. and so the arts are designed to like to me they are a, they are a fantastic design mm-hmm. that the culture has created you know where it is multi layered and multi dimensional that at once there is a uh, it gives you day to day discipline it gives you philosophy it gives you a vision through which you can engage in life mm-hmm. it gives you a, a way in which you can express your creative uh, self and it gives you fulfillment so there are multiple aspects to it mm-hmm. and the forms are such that in order to master what the form is visualized as mm-hmm. you require expanse of time mm-hmm. and it also require intensity and focus and awareness and in order to get that you mm. need to have a basic rhythm in your mm. life i cannot be waking up at one day one point one day and another point another day then you can't practice these arts mm. like these arts are designed in a certain way that require a certain kind of mindset and framework to be able to explore and work through them mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah so there is so there has to be there is a discipline in lifestyle there is a discipline in the form there is a discipline somewhere in your own inner self also that that comes mm-hmm. over time mm-hmm. and then it is whether it, up to the individual how deep one goes into it and how where you stop then actually there is if one wants that it you it can go deeper and deeper and deeper and the mm-hmm. journey continues yeah, yeah. sorry but like to be more uh, curious at this point that even uh, martial arts has discipline or military has discipline so these other domains also have discipline uh, ingrained in their uh, lifestyle so uh, is it so what could be the reason that uh, even performing arts mm-hmm. also has uh, so i mean what is the difference between like a a person having discipline in performing arts as opposed to any other discipline well performing arts along with discipline it lends itself to uh, 
creative expression it mm-hmm. lends itself to rasa Hmm. which normally i don't know with a military uh, regime if there is uh, rasa or if there is you know this burst of uh, uh, the inner creative like it gives me an outlet to express hmm. it gives me not only it actually gives me an ocean to express hmm. it has that potential hmm. whether so that so you practice the discipline in so much rigor and when you have mastered the form hmm. which is not i don't even know if it is achievable at a certain uh means it, 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 i don't even know what that means to mm. be very honest it's just a verbal construct but the rigor on the discipline finally it's like a burst you know that rains that mm. showers because you are able to express yourself and to me uh just at a, at a very human level you know everyone feels the need to express mm-hmm. whether it is even a businessman or a ca or an artist or a vegetable vendor on the road you know the moment you give them a way in which they can share or open their hearts out mm-hmm. there is a twinkle in people's eyes yeah, and yeah. that is a human instinct and the arts actually just go stretch that like a rubber band and give mm. you so much potential mm. so it is actually very fulfilling mm. so that's the difference you know that there is a whole dimension that this whole discipline so that you can express yourself mm. in the end yeah, you know and yeah. that is an experience uh, on its own yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so in one of your uh, youtube videos you mentioned philosophy is uh, ingrained in the indian culture to which i personally agree but uh, again not to be a critic or just to rant but it it seen slightly less in the current time right so what could be the reasons or uh, what could be the like yeah possible reasons to uh, see that philosophy because i'll tell you uh, recently i had a mm-hmm. audio gan with vikram galot uh, mm-hmm. who's a who's a teacher in delhi and he said humanities Uh, as a subject is missing history as a subject is missing in the uh, in the industrial context so uh, maybe that could be one of the reason but like from your perspective what could be the reason why philosophy is not uh, perceived as it's supposed to be in the current time as per my yeah take so why is it not living and so alive hmm. in our society today is what yeah. you're asking me right yes, yes. well sociological changes society is leaning more towards uh, an outward life towards a more uh, um consumeristic society we are obviously moving society is moving along there hmm. and also entertainment hmm. this whole uh uh overload of entertainment forms mm-hmm. is uh is actually taking away from the quiet or the stillness within the arts you know mm-hmm. and that's where the philosophy has to go it means it melts mm-hmm. it kind of ceases to be in the surface level it is always there in the arts whether mm-hmm. one engages with that aspect or not is a question of for the artist but uh, the entertainment forms now the popular art culture mm-hmm. is so accessible and so out there and actually the arts are not at all about entertainment mm-hmm. as my master and guide mandakini trivedi who mm-hmm. actually has uh, really given me this vision of the art you know mm-hmm. of uh, philosophy being the root and base of the art through which it all manifests mm-hmm. so philosophy is actually there at every level like so 
she always says that you know these art forms are not entertainment forms they mm. are not meant to entertain they are meant to elevate they are meant to engage they are meant to it lend itself to introspection to mm. stillness to silence and all this is possible only if you engage with the philosophy in the form mm-hmm. the moment you don't engage with the philosophy then they become entertainment outward uh, glamorous flamboyant and society is moving that side mm-hmm. so that's why and and philosophy requires because philosophy is not a word and philosophy is not text and philosophy is not saying that this is the philosophy i can't put it on the shelf and say that is the philosophy philosophy is that which you live mm-hmm. and philosophy is that which you be and philosophy is that which becomes life so then obviously that is difficult mm-hmm. because if every individual practices the art that way then their lives will be different mm. and thus then society will be different mm. and that's not where society is going so these forms are deep rooted in philosophy and for me if one tries to it is there, there is always an effort to try to live that philosophy there is no claim that oh i am living the philosophy and xyz is not living the philosophy no there is no mm. judgment or even claim on one's own lifestyle but definitely there is a intention to try and live this philosophy if one is practicing this art wow. on a day to day basis yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's beautiful i mean it's just like i'm i'm just happy of the fact that this is getting documented with your like really good articulation of overall okay. things so yeah um cool and then why is classical dance activity uh like also uh, actually this question is slightly different but uh, i've seen uh, in few of the places also and personally mm-hmm. uh, it cannot be generalized but still uh, a dance form uh, sometimes or most of the times is a solo activity right so can you tell us uh, why classical uh, dance form is a solo kind of a uh, thing well it all roots out from the same philosophy that we spoke about so um as my master mandakini trivedi she always uh, has you know really focused on this point that these forms have actually come from a world view mm-hmm. a world view that the culture had of the way they saw life so in the in the traditional indian texts there is a very beautiful uh, uh, verse which says from the formless comes the form and the form takes you back to the formless wow now to me as i practice the art and as i understand as a student of this uh, subject and this philosophy this reveals the whole vision of the culture that there was there is a formless element and the formless goal or the the energy is all about the culture always felt that the purpose of life is to grow the purpose of life is moksha or liberation or transcending consciousness or finding the absolute or god or however you want to label it mm. now so the culture very deeply felt and that's why you see it at the grassroot level also philosophy in india even hap- you see it in the yeah, grassroot yeah, level even yeah. the, the taxi wala has taxi wala like, will g- give you some philosophy yeah. as they go along right yeah. so because it is in the grassroot level and that is where the culture felt that the purpose of life is to raise the level of consciousness now you give it the name of god religion forms that's that's a separate thing but right. and but to raise the level of consciousness is not a very linear process we all i'm sure we yeah. all 
no that it is not so easy saying that okay and this is the purpose of life and you know hmm. so the culture very compassionately and very intelligently first revealed that this is the purpose of life then they realize that this is not so linear and easy hmm. so then they created many ladders Hmm. that when you climb on these ladders it will lend itself to transcendence the classical indian arts hmm. are these ladders so classical dance the way it is designed the way it is formalized lends itself to transcendence and that's why uh, as my teacher calls these like this is something that this has been her life's work that she has called these the, the, the transcendental arts the wow. transcendental arts are arts which lend the practice of this lends itself and facilitates transcendence and in the shastras there is a there is a verse uh, one of the verses says that these arts are brahmananda sahodara mm-hmm. brahmananda sahodara is the twin brother of brahmananda mm-hmm. so the experience that these forms can lend itself to is is the twin of the experience of the brahmananda so that's this is there in the culture and this is there in the philosophy and this is there in the text and this is there in the form mm-hmm. but how you practice that form mm-hmm. is the game changer do you first of all understand it intellectually mm-hmm. secondly do you have faith and see that in reality as mm-hmm. an experience and that is also not enough then do you experience it do yeah. you work and do you engage with the form with that mm-hmm. so i personally feel that you know there are three aspects uh that there is always first of all what is the intention okay what is my, what is my intention with the form like is the is my intention uh, it being an entertainment form is what is my intention as i engage with this form mm. and after so once a clarity on intention but then there is a there is also the intensity through mm. which you engage with it mm-hmm. and also the uh, yeah so there is the intention and then the intensity through which you see how you engage with the form so mm. the form has it mm. whether the practitioner has that integrity also so yeah these are the three things there is an intention with what you engage with the form then the integrity mm-hmm. through which you practice it and finally the intensity mm-hmm. how intense and how deep and it's a journey so one is traveling one falls but somewhere if you one if one picks up the threads and finds the form has it mm. so when you say that why is it a solo form so i come back to the question mm. that because it came from a world view which is about raising the level of consciousness the form was created in a certain way mm. and when it all boils down to an individual journey because mm. raising of consciousness or working on your inner self is not a group activity yeah so yeah. you have to walk alone on this path <laughs> right mm-hmm. so in our tradition you always say the inner journey you are all alone there Correct. it's not said in a group hey let's hang out let's raise level of consciousnesses it doesn't work like <laughs> yeah, that right yeah. the moment i become focused on something inside i become quiet mm-hmm. and that is why the dance was originally visualized as a solo form because this is a journey on which you walk alone mm-hmm. so as a artist and as a as a practitioner of the form when you are engaging with this form which lends itself to transcendence you engage and flow through it all alone and that is why they were visualized as solo forms 
more often of course because of lot of sociological changes and changes in trends the classical dance forms also are have moved from solo to group to all kinds but that is a sociological issue mm. and a different discussion all in yeah, itself yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but they are solo forms because it's all about the individual journey you walk alone you when you walk inward you can have satsang you mm. can have uh the uh, like minded like minded people. people but finally each one's journey is there mm. even the guru's journey is the gurus and the shishyas is the shishyas mm. the guru and shishyas journey is also that way not together correct correct yeah, yeah. that you know kabir in, in fact just yesterday i was listening to a kabir song which uh, says that the guru ki karni guru bhare aur shishya ki aur chele ki chela you know so it is it is like that it is mm. the individual journey yeah mm, yeah hansa akela i think yeah 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 one of those i was yeah. just listening to one of those yesterday and i said yeah yeah in fact uh, a lot of things which you mentioned just now i am able to connect the dots where uh, even kishori amonkar also i think looks at music to be like divine and transcendental art mm. uh, even zakir husain lot of interviews he has mentioned very briefly about these things so yeah mm-hmm. it's very uh yeah the next one is uh, so i'm trying to like this is the designer side of my question like okay. i'm trying to find out uh then you also have been practicing design yeah. so similarly like dance is there a possibility of finding classical design <laughs> that's a uh... what is classical design see first of all what is the word classical right mm, so there yeah. are uh, if you look at the dictionary classical will tell you that which is greek that which is roman that is mm. but the way i have understood it through my training in mm. dance and the tradition that classical is actually a value a mm. value as i said earlier also that lends itself to awareness lends mm. itself to stillness lends itself to slowing down mm. lends itself to that which is um uh aware of environment aware of aesthetics aware of it's an inclusive quietening that is classical Hmm. and it's subtle and it, to me, it's a value so hmm. does a design does design have classicism hmm. uh it depends what design so hmm. normally when you use the word design it lends itself to a more commercial engagement hmm. of uh, communication design graphic design fashion design etc etc yeah. now within that also uh it's tough because those are more pragmatic uh the end result is more pragmatic mm-hmm. so when the end result so because it comes so what is the starting point and what is the end point in every exploration so if the starting point is an intention to create an aesthetic mm-hmm. and to communicate yeah but now how much can one really get into philosophy over there mm-hmm. you know but yeah as a practitioner of as a as a designer i might have a life philosophy mm-hmm. and if i have a philosophy that i live then everything that i do yeah the philosophy will pierce into that correct, so correct. then if i have a philosophy that i feel that i try to walk and live then even when i do design that philosophy comes in mm-hmm. but now from project to project it will vary mm. because will the subject lend itself to that correct but classical design in the contemporary sense like when you talk about the western see design see first of all it's very interesting that design as a word does not have a literal indian translation hmm 
देर इज कला देर इज रेखा देर इज चित्र बट दैट ऑल इज नॉट डिजाइन सो डिजाइन इज नॉट द वर्ड एंड द टर्म डिजाइन लाइक दिस एक्चुअली हैज बिन वन ऑफ माई रियल जर्नीज बिकॉज वेन आई लाइक मेनी इयर्स गो आई वुड फील दैट या यू नो डिजाइन ऑल्सो हैज दैट philosophy because i am engaging with two kind of idioms right yeah. this comes from a life philosophy translate dance comes from a life philosophy translated into a form which lends itself to a whole body engagement and a possibility of the rising raising the level of consciousness now mm. design didn't start only there mm-hmm. it started with consumerism it started with the industrial revolution that level of design but design has is there are two aspects to design it's a verb hmm. and it's a noun mm-hmm. so as a verb it's a more pragmatic exploration correct where i don't know philosophy is the practitioner's philosophy mm-hmm. that i as a designer feel this is my philosophy and i'll have a philosophy but as a noun if you look at the term as a noun i feel design is all pervasive mm-hmm. i feel design is there everywhere correct. i feel everyone is a designer mm-hmm. a businessman is a designer mm-hmm. a poet is a designer a dancer yeah. is a designer a person who cooks food like you know a chef is a designer mm-hmm. so it's it's how you look at it i look at design very holistically mm-hmm. and my my journey began when i said i want to engage with holistic design mm-hmm. and i still at this point when i sit here if someone tells me define holistic design mm-hmm. i'm still finding and i don't know if there is one final answer for design what is holistic design But yeah so yeah. so what is classical design i feel classical design is the classical arts are classical designs mm-hmm. when i look at design the contemporary design explorations yes there can be classicism within a particular uh, design that i see but mm. it's not a universal uh, construct mm-hmm. and i don't know if i'm also being able to answer this clearly <laughs> uh, yeah yeah in fact uh, you have opened a lot more questions but i think i'll park that right now because yeah. Uh, yeah it's it's something to first digest this part of it at least yeah cool uh sumiti so i would like to conclude with one last question is uh, you have also been working in the education space so uh, where does uh, education sit in the overall scheme of things uh, of your practice well uh, my uh, engagement with e- education really began at shakti yoga ashrama gurukulam mm-hmm. which is uh, a space which is dedicated to the study of classical indian arts and sciences with environment ecology and lifestyle mm-hmm. and spirituality at the base of it mm-hmm. uh, i i came to this space when i came to dance mm-hmm. because my master and guide uh, Shrimati Mandakini Trivedi, she runs this space, mm-hmm. and it was founded by um, her spiritual mentor, uh, Swami Sri Harish Madhukar, nineteen mm-hmm. um, years ago, mm-hmm. where he felt a lacuna in the education system. Mm-hmm. He felt that uh, what these kids are being educated is not really education. Mm-hmm. The vision is that only that which liberates mm-hmm. is knowledge, mm-hmm. and how can we impart that knowledge? And that's how this space came into being, Shakti mm-hmm. Yoga Ashrama. When I came to train in dance, that's where I met my teacher, and that's where I started. I, I trained there in dance, but I also started working and assisting and volunteering within that space. Mm-hmm. And the living and the lifestyle and the vision of that space has revealed holistic 
a holistic view of education to me so my journey with education actually began at shakti yoga ashram with my journey in dance mm-hmm. but innately i am very drawn to this this whole thought of how can one train mm-hmm. a mind mm-hmm. or groom an individual to be full to mm-hmm. be full in the sense uh contented yeah because it's not only about academic engagement mm-hmm. and uh, finding the right job we all know because everyone in their journeys comes to that point that mm-hmm. it's not only about that yeah. so can you groom or can you give impart knowledge in a way which is full where there is consciousness of environment ecology there is an understanding of arts aesthetics beauty there is uh a space where you understand and respect discipline where you take something that you feel your life goal is and go deep into it and also in the base of all this spirituality mm-hmm. without and i really do feel that you know without an inner journey mm-hmm. somewhere a certain incompleteness is there so mm-hmm. a beginning of the journey then as you travel through it's a spirituality as a part of training children mm-hmm. i feel is very important so at shakti yoga ashram as i worked and volunteered and uh grew i actually have been groomed in that space so my really my my larger framework and understanding of arts of education of even design and actually to be honestly saying life mm-hmm. comes from that grooming and that training mm-hmm. that gives me that facility to engage with design in a certain way gives me the facility facility to engage, uh, talk about culture in a certain way or bring that in my personal practice or in my educational practice so shakti yoga ashram is this space which has given me that and that's where my journey into education really began mm-hmm. and i have been uh, working in that space i am the executive trustee now under the mentorship of my guide mandakini trivedi and uh, we work towards uh, uh you know doing programs we do residential retreats over there for college students for teachers uh for individuals we also work at the rural level mm. of working with the village community and the children over there to mm. give them these larger values so it's mm. a educational cultural center which is looking at alternative ways of learning which actually are the core ways of learning mm-hmm. with these two terms of mainstream and alternate have just emerged because of so you know the sociological structures yeah. but that is actually the real learning so mm-hmm. yeah we work towards uh, uh in that space and yeah there is a lot of development that we hope to see in the next few years at shakti yoga ashrama and yes sure. yeah 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 in fact uh, recently uh, as in for past few years uh, me and my friend have been talking about swami vivekananda to a certain extent and when you go through the complete works of uh, his and just scan even if like bits and pieces you will understand yeah these are the actual spiritual values which have to be taught in school rather than uh, pythagoras theorem i don't know maybe pythagoras yeah. is uh, required but yeah still there is <laughs> yeah, a but- lot more to be uh, shared with uh, the younger generation to uh, inculcate certain f- f- uh, i don't know just what just life skills you know yeah, and yeah. now it's become in the in the alternative education space this has become a big uh, w- you know important word what are life skills but more than also life skills but also s- s- just the importance of having an inner life mm-hmm. importance of engaging with nature 
And or just be aware at aware least aware and also is, beauty yeah. you know sometimes beauty is negated yeah. there are no aesthetics yeah. i go into educational spaces and they look like i don't know what you know Matchbox, yeah. and when there is no beauty in the environment how can there be beauty in the hearts and mm-hmm. how will there be beauty in relationships or beauty in society mm-hmm. you know so there are many many aspects into uh something that kind of builds mm-hmm. an educational experience so experiential mm. education you know yeah, yeah. so i'm very deeply interested in yeah. that and even in within my design exploration i've started an initiative called uh, education design mm-hmm. in which uh, we work uh, with schools and ngos and and, and uh, educational spaces to enhance educational experiences mm. whether it is through designing redesigning spaces whether it, it is through designing toolkits whether it is doing teachers training using using design thinking as a tool so in many ways i kind of engage mm-hmm. i and it's something that has just emerged very organically correct, correct, recently correct. and now i feel probably that is the uh, the larger journey that i am yeah. going to embark you know to kind of bring all this together within yeah. education finally yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, yes yeah i would i would totally recommend listening to uh, another podcast i mean this looks like a self plug in the same show okay. but yeah uh, there's a audio gain by vikram galot he talks okay. about education in general and uh it's it's really radical thinking and overall what needs to happen in the education space so it was a great conversation with him as well so oh, i'd love to i'll there. i'll definitely listen, uh, yeah, yeah. hear it yes cool uh all right uh, i think uh, these were the few questions and obviously there's lot more to talk about and uh, yeah there's lot many things to be discussed overall so maybe we can have another audio can just on spirituality maybe <laughs> uh yeah yeah uh All right so people if people have to generally follow your work or uh, look into what you are doing and overall uh, can, you you mentioned there are some three websites uh, if you can uh, Yeah so I'm not really active on social media just uh-huh. to say that uh, uh, but I do have websites so my design website is mitidesignlab.com I do have a dance website which is mitidance.com and uh, most importantly uh, the shakti yoga ashrama website you know mm-hmm. which is not my website which is the website of the space which is the work that i uh, deeply believe in and mm-hmm. i feel that that needs uh, to really spread the website is uh, www.shaktiyogaashrama.com and uh, yeah we do programs through the year we, we have festivals and you know we are be very happy to host groups mm. so do have a look at the shakti yoga ashrama website and uh, you can reach out at any point very accessible there are emails and contact numbers there on all the websites and uh, just one thing that i think i would like to uh, say as i as we conclude that you know uh, somewhere when one talks about uh, you know larger uh, means uh, goals which are not mundane or you know a larger than life philosophy whether it is through design or whether it's through dance or through ex- uh, education it is um, the intention is not to be wiser than thou mm. the intention is not uh, to claim a certain kind of uh, uh, achievement at all mm-hmm. uh, it is just that it is happens to be a journey that i am on mm-hmm. and i'm just a mere mere traveler and 
there are falls and dips all the time and uh, one tries to just grip and work towards it so the visions are there the philosophy is there from the culture and it is just a gift of uh, uh spotting it that it has it's there mm-hmm. all around mm-hmm. and i have been very blessed and fortunate to have had the opportunity to be associated with it mm. but i am still really trying to follow it and go deep into it and i'm just a very a mere traveler so i would just like to say that thank yeah, you yeah. okay that's it uh, that's it from today's uh, gyan session thank you uh, thank you once again meeti for giving us your time thank you so much kedar it was it's been a pleasure thank yeah. you so much and that's it from today's gyan session catch us on itunes savan stitcher or any podcasting app you use Do rate us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Stay tuned for more gyan on audiogyan.com. Till then, bye.